everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your twilight, twilight phase. Maya didn't start. I Maya forgot start. to start talking. <laughs> I just, I just inhabited the pause. You're just like <laughs> looking at us like, uh, yeah i used to just go without any cue from you guys and that was really not good and so now when i waited now for you the wait. cue, it wasn't working either so <laughs> well my eye drifted over to our emails Woo! and i hey. i guess was thinking about them just so ready to read our listener emails i really am ones. in fact i know we have old ones we still have to yes yeah we've we got plenty of old do. ones all right this one is from Gabrielli. Thank you, Gabrielli. I found this email delightful. Gabrielli writes, subject line, my first email of my life for a podcast. I'm honored. Thank you, Gabrielli. Oh, we're honored. So honored. This was like one of my favorite starts of any email that we've gotten. <laughs> Hi, girls. First, I would like to say that you are all my favorites. Do not fight. She writes, I'm a Brazilian writer and editor, and I love to hear your Ooh. point of view about the saga. When I was in college, people judged me a lot because I liked Twilight. Not that it bothered me. I have never been concerned with the opinion of others. I love Damn. that straightforward writing style. Like, not that it bothered me. I, mean, I don't good care for you, what girlfriend. they think. I really just enjoyed that. Um, she, I'm going to skip ahead, but let's get to the reason that made me write the first email of my life for a podcast or <laughs> any media influencer, by the way. I really oh. thought I was the only one who found Edward boring and convinced in the mid, convinced in the beginning of Midnight Sun. That might be a typo. I was very happy to know that you thought the same. We sure do. The yep. way he proves that everyone is very one-sided makes me sure that Aunt Stephanie didn't think much about them <laughs> when she wrote. And as an extremely paranoid writer with the motivation of absolutely every character in my books, it really <laughs> leaves me with a bitter taste in my mouth because I am worried about wasting my time on the things only literary people care about. Well, Gabrielli, if you want some free advice from an editor, I will tell you that the reader can tell, even if they don't like, like consciously, consciously think, yeah. oh, like everyone has their own motivation. That's so great. It, you know, it impacts the reading experience. And so your effort is not wasted. Oh, and she Amen. says love from Brazil, which Yay. I mean, I just really enjoyed that. I have heard that the YA scene in Brazil is like really popping. Really popping. So, that's what I was yes. talking about too. Yeah, Brazil has a really vibrant like literary community. It's wonderful. Thanks for writing in. Yeah. We're going to have to learn Portuguese and guess so. Go, go to Brazil. All right. I'm down. I'm on day 20 of my Duolingo Dutch streak. You're Ooh. learning Dutch? Get Dutch out. is like one of the hardest ones, isn't it? Um, I didn't know that when Supposedly. I started, but <laughs> are you learning for a specific reason? Are you, tr are you trying to like move? I'm just somewhere? trying to escape the country and yeah. give myself <laughs> options. Here's the thing. Holler. Um, Holler. I really support you learning Dutch. And I think that's hella cool, but also every Dutch person also speaks something else. So that's very true. true. That's very true. <laughs> I've been to Amsterdam twice now. Loved it both times. Um, everyone I met spoke English. Yep. <laughs> But, but if you want to stay and become a citizen, you have right. to know Dutch. You got to you gotta right. learn that shit. You're right. Next up, Adriana. Have I read? I don't think I've read this one yet. Oh, my God. This one is so quality. It has Wait. a meme. How I think I, I replied this? to it because it was so funny. And then I just replied immediately. What are you talking about? Okay, okay well, Olivia's going to read it. Okay. So I'm going to read it. Okay, this is our email from Adriana, which is titled vampires and water question mark question mark, question mark. <laughs> I already love it so funny first adriana says some you know hellos great i'm gonna get to the good stuff <laughs> so like edward Hi. mentioned he was quote heavier than he looked but supposedly vampires are good with water that's all fine but then if they're supposed to be like rock rock doesn't float because i doubt mm -hmm. they're full of like holes like pumice <laughs> Essentially, what I'm getting at is, do vampires have to wear life jackets or water wings? After any of the Cullens and cute little water wings. Are they too heavy for that, even? Do they just tread water super quickly? Wouldn't that churn it up, like, horribly? Also, can vampires walk on water? Like, if they go so fast, then they hypothetically should be able to, no That's matter true. how heavy they are. 
That's Imagine if that's how all the Volturi go to the States, a creepy, menacing cloud motoring <laughs> over <laughs> waves. Not that that would be inconspicuous, but like there's no other inconspicuous way for them all to travel. Oh Adriana was like, I am blowing this wide open. <laughs> you know what I'm picturing now is like, do you guys remember in Pirates of the Caribbean where all the skeletons walked on the bottom of the ocean? Yes. Yes. That's what I'm picturing. It was like heavy ass vampires, like walking slowly slowly in the water. Right. Like, I don't really think that they can, I don't know, swim super well because they're so heavy and they don't have fins or anything. They're good at everything. Of course they can swim fast. (sighs) Yeah, we know that they are great at swimming, but as Adriana points out, it doesn't track. It doesn't track. Um, I love the image of them just running across. Oh, I love water, so which much. makes sense because they can run across the snow with no footprints. Right. So definitely they could. They already can water. travel fast enough to be invisible to the human eye. They can definitely run across water. They can definitely oh, run yeah. across water. All of the Volturi running at high speeds across the ocean is the funniest thing ever. I'm really I'm intrigued by. A... Oh, go ahead. Go and. Ahead. I feel like they always make it seem like the oceans are like a long time to cross also, but you could run even faster on water than you can on land because there's no obstacles. I mean, you're trying to tell me that vampires haven't discovered the undiscovered depths of the ocean too. I also agree with that. There's just, I'm sure there's just like a clan of vampires that just live underwater. I hope so. They don't gotta breathe. Like they just, they all went to the uninhabitable part of the ocean and that's where they just live now. I feel like we had this conversation about whether you would be a water vampire or a sea <laughs> vampire, remember? For sure. Fish have blood. If I were a water vampire, I would go to where the surfing is really good. And like when the waves make a tunnel, I would just run through the tunnel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'd like run like up in the, I'd like do a loop-de-loop like Sonic. Because <laughs> <laughs> who could stop me? Stephanie doesn't explain any of this. All of this would have been done by now. Although I will give a little bit of credit to Stephanie that we give known with any fandom, the fans later start drawing conclusions like, "Hang on, wait a second. <laughs> and often things don't fully hold up over time. I'm really intrigued by the idea of vampires being porous. Yes, well, promise vampires. Yeah. Okay, I learned from Midnight Sun, the guide, wherever I learned it from, that like they are kind of porous <laughs> like because their whole body is just like a sponge full of venom of instead of yeah like oh. veins and stuff Are you, yeah who, who told us that the amount of blood that is that you would have to consume in a human body versus the amount of space you have in your stomach i think i, think I saw a post yeah okay you shared that okay right like there's like literally the amount of blood that is in a human body you wouldn't be able to drain a human body because your stomach literally can't hold that much so then it has to go somewhere else so maybe vampire bodies are just sponges for all the blood that they drink i think that's legit canon that's like stephanie meyer canon which i asked i thought i was just discovering this right now well you're just correct well yeah you're on the right track because you got it thanks um also adriana's meme uh is like a picture of a tv mounted on a wall watching the twilight film it's uh like mid close-up i'd say on edward's face this is the exact scene that we're about to talk about in true which is them in the hospital and it says edward dumb bitch cullen which (laughs) correct (laughs) and then she signed off i refuse to pick a favorite Thanks for writing in, Adriana. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. Next up, we've got an update from Olivia. Not Other the one Olivia. on this podcast, a different one. Oh, I was like, what? Which, like, Olivia, you wrote us an email? <laughs> <laughs> what if I just, like, wrote into ourselves? <laughs> I am Melissa. Hi, I love your podcast, but I have some real problems with it. <laughs> Like, hi, uh, I just wanted to write in and say that Melissa is my favorite. <laughs> you know, I would never do that. I'm just saying it's an option. I don't know what I'm going to excerpt, so let's see what comes <laughs> out of my mouth. As you may recall, I wrote in a while ago and told you that my 13-year-old sister is just getting into Twilight. She's putting off reading the books because she's in eighth grade and has to do a lot of reading for school. Extremely valid. But I wanted to elaborate on this for a sec. Please do, Olivia. 
First of all, and most importantly, about two years ago, my sister came to stay with me for a week during the summer, and I casually mentioned that we should watch the Twilight movies. Her exact response was, what's Twilight? That was how I found out that the tweens have moved on. (laughs) Twilight is no longer a part of their cultural zeitgeist. I was positively aghast, horrified. So I made her watch all five movies. She loves them. And now when she talks to her friends, it's like a niche interest of hers. Oh my god. (laughs) It's just so weird considering like our whole thing on this podcast is how did Twilight like affect our lives? (laughs) It's like, what would your life be without Twilight? Like I don't I don't know. I me neither. (laughs) Um now this brings me oh sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Now this brings me to my next point, which is that since my middle school Twilight phase, the movies have been a much bigger part of my lasting memory of the saga than the books, which I think is a really interesting perspective, hmm. because for all of us, the books are I never primary. watched any of them until a year ago. Yeah, but I think a lot of people interact more with the movies. It's sort of a lower time commitment to, like, re-watch five movies, you know, than to read a bunch of books. Right. Yeah. Uh, she says, whenever I'm sad, I turn to the infamous blue tint of the first movie and can't help watching the rest from there. The soundtrack plays on a loop in my head, the and I feel like they're the also a bigger part of the larger cultural opinion of Twilight since they became a much bigger phenomenon. I do think hmm. that, like, there's a real validity to that statement because a lot of the people, like, judging Twilight, you know, they think right. about, thinking like, of the movies. Yeah, right. they think about what's his Robert Pattinson, you know, right. like, like Especially I'm making a face, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and more people would have casually watched the movies. You know, you always see, if movies are that big, you just kind of end up seeing one or two of them, whether or not you're into the thing. Right, whether or not you would pick it up otherwise. Right. Yeah, she says, I feel like so much of the stereotype of Twilight comes from that one scene in the woods where he asks her to say it out loud, which, as you noted, does not happen in the book. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's very Spider real. Monkey. People make fun of that. Yeah, of course people make fun monkey. of Spider-Monkey, but like, and, it's and not Robert, in the books. Robert Pattinson's poop face. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, none of that's in the book. Wait, do that one more time. <laughs> this? Yeah. I'm doing it. Wow. I'm going to add it to the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Quality says, content. I would absolutely love it if you all did a mini-sode where you watched the movies and talked about them. Olivia, we're going to have to do, like, whole ass episodes. That's not going to be a mini-sode. Really That's going to be a season. to do a no. movie commentary track. I okay, mean, be... I'm down. We have to figure oh, out um, how to do it, and then yes, I would be down. Weren't they briefly on Netflix, and they're not on Netflix? They're on. They're on Prime now. No, no I, I saw them somewhere. They're it's on not Prime because I don't watch Prime. Right, but only Netflix on, Party Netflix. has the function of us all watching the same screen. But maybe I we can manage to do it like this. That's possible on Zoom if somebody shared their screen. Anyways. I think it would be very fun when I was a wee child. Uh, I got really into Harry Potter podcasts and um, they did Harry Potter movie commentary tracks. And my sister and I would queue up the podcast on our desktop computer in the corner and then click play on the TV at the same time. And it was really fun. I realize the end of this email is also really good. Sorry to basically just read the entire thing instead of <laughs> excerpting, but like <laughs> Olivia writes, thank you for being a bright light in these dark and trying times. A midnight sun, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Can't skip that. Thank you, Olivia. Gotta love a pun. Great email. All right. Now let's talk about this here chapter. Shit. Chapter three, y'all. Chapter three. Um, I will say that I don't remember a lot of the things that happened in this chapter. I barely skimmed it before starting to record. Love it. Um, it's great. So I love that for us. I'm pretty sure it's my turn to do a recap. So I also love that for us because you're not going to know if my recap is right or wrong. Okay, I'm well, still going to be very critical. I just read this very quickly right before we recorded this. So, just so you know. Um... Okay, so I read this over the weekend. We'll see what I remember. (laughs) Chapter three, Risk. Edward is talking to Carlisle and Carlisle, because they're hunting and Carlisle's like, 
is all of this like worth it to you? Like maybe you should dress leave. And it kind of seems like Carlisle is saying like, well, I know that this is a risk, but I do think ultimately it's an acceptable risk, which seems really out of line for Carlisle. Like, Carlisle, why are you saying that? This is not an acceptable risk. Um, Edward goes back to school. He is so obsessed with Bella. He's like standing there being all cool in the parking lot. And he's like, maybe she'll come talk to me. And she doesn't because she's looking at her tires being emotional, which Melissa reacted to when we did our Midnight Zone overview episode. And he's like, oh, she's not coming over. You know what? Maybe I'll go talk to her. And then Tyler Crowley takes a turn too fast. His truck skids on the ice. And Edward's like, not her. And he saves Bella's life. He's very much like, oh, now I got to figure out how to get myself out of this one. My family's going to be so mad. Uh, They go to the hospital. Edward talks to Carlisle a little and is like, I did the right thing, right? And Carlisle's like, I'm proud of you, my son. And Edward, like, tries to stay away from Bella's hospital room, but he can't. He goes over there so fast. Um, oh, well. And later, Bella is like, okay, well, you told me that you would tell me the truth, so what's the truth? And Edward's like, I'm never going to see her after this anyway. I have to leave. This will be her last memory. And he's really mean to her, and she doesn't like it, and he feels bad. bitch. Edward, dumb bitch, Colin. <laughs> Edward, dumb, dumb bitch, bitch, Colin. I wrote, ooh, you want to kiss her so bad, <laughs> like, <laughs> ten times in this chapter. Uh, i give you a nine. Thank I was going to give you an eight. Wow. I'll take it. Great job. It really is funny, the grades that we give, because if any <laughs> of us got an 85 in a class, we'd be like, oh, man. It's true. Okay. So, like, I think the beginning of this chapter is the part that I don't really remember them that much about, him talking to Carlisle about well, all of this. Well, so what happens is that he watches Carlisle remember the conversation that they had before oh. he left, which is, like, kind of the like. most, like, ponderous way to fit in a flashback. <laughs> when but they like, could have just, like, it works. if you want that scene in it, you, you couldn't just put it. You could have just chronologically it. when it happened. In yeah, the story. I kind of that's don't what we know wanted. Why she didn't? It's unclear to me. At our jobs, we just had like a long conversation about flashbacks, what yeah. makes them effective, what doesn't, and I, mean, I would not qualify this as a particularly effective flashback. But it is more complicated because Edward can literally read minds. Yep. So like. <laughs> Sometimes he reads Carlisle's mind and he's just like, well, this is what he was thinking about. And then it can't help <laughs> also but be a flashback. That like if I were to remember a conversation that I had with one of you a week ago, I would not think all of the words that each of us had said. It would be like a oh. fleeting five second like, oh yeah, we had that conversation about X. And it would just be like a vague impression in my brain of what our conversation had been. It's not like a being a vampire. But also, he's a your mind. Yeah, he's a vampire, so now he has a photographic memory. (laughs) (laughs) This seems like it would take so much longer. And then Carlisle asks, "Why did you come back?" Which is exactly the question. Which is the great question. (laughs) And Edward's only response is, "I didn't like feeling like a coward." So nothing really changed. And he just didn't like hiding, and so he came back. That's pretty much it. That's not a good reason. And before that, Carlisle says, I'm sorry you're suffering, Edward, but you should do what you can to keep the swan child alive. <laughs> oh, all right, it is yeah. entirely within his power. Yeah, to just not leave. Just all leave. he has to do is not go to school. Like, he can even stay in town. No one in town is going to know. Right, he just needs to avoid being in close proximity to, to her. Yeah, yeah, and this whole conversation is kind of like, well, I really, I could leave. Like, okay, do it. And Edward himself doesn't really understand why he's staying either. Well, yeah, I think like, that's is fair. It a mystery? Right. He's like, he doesn't really understand what he's feeling right now. You know, he's a dumb boy. Yeah. He really is. Mid-top, page 53, Edward is like thinking like, why, why haven't I left? Like, that's a topic 
one more day, I decided I would see her one more time. I could handle that. Perhaps I would mention my pending disappearance, set the story up. And what I got from this was, as previously said, ooh, you want to kiss her so bad. <laughs> right. Like, like, at this point, like, I just, yeah. just want to see her one more time. Yeah. At this it's point, he's cute. in, like, he's yeah. in, like, with her. I don't, we don't really see when that moment actually happens, like, Right before that, he's all. imagining her wedding day. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, like, he starts to feel jealousy in this chapter and doesn't understand that he's feeling jealousy whatsoever. It does not occur Right, because he's a dumb boy. Yeah, he just I doesn't realize that. he's into her. Um, I just wish we had more insight into, like, okay, well, what was the thing that where you were like, oh, I like her? Like, there really isn't. There really it's isn't that one. she's a selfless martyr. Right, That's but, what like... he likes about her. But he also knows that, um, and Angela, Angela is selfless. Yeah, I always want to say Angelica. <laughs> Not Angelica. Like Angelica Pickles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows Angela is a selfless martyr. But yeah. he's like, who can explain love, interested Melissa? In who can explain love? I mean, it's got to be the combo of mystery and martyrdom. Right, right. right. And her unusual face. Interesting. Yeah. Right. And her, her strange, heart-shaped, gigantic <laughs> anime eyes. <laughs> are odd odd because of the depth to them (laughs) then we get like edward has decided after he sees her one more time he's leaving so then alice is aware that he's leaving and we get some of alice's visions and they like truly again do not make any sense right they're just like a blur she just sees a blur. blur of possibilities just yeah. like sure okay like, but when you see him like standing in the meadow with her what decision has he made right that but would alice doesn't see bella he just she just sees yeah, edward in the meadow really see it she can't it's really true see there's a bella. figure but it's indistinct right it's... and so at this point well, i like would inf- be right yeah. and at this point i inferred like okay well does that mean that bella is not a guaranteed part of their lives yet like because she's not I seeing long term yes but in terms of a meadow, it's like, I don't well, know, I guess in some be? versions she right. dies in a meadow. But like, but like who else what would makes her blurry? Would like, it wouldn't be any other person. Right, right. So it doesn't it really make any like sense. they don't blur together. It's like, you flicker from one to oh, one. Yes. So right. in that case, Alice would see Bella alive and dead, like, right. in succession. But it's like, so unsure that she can't see it. But again, that's like only weeks away i do kind of like this line she says i think something is changing she said out loud your life seems to be at a crossroads and edward like no duh edward says i laughed grimly you do realize you sound like a carnival fortune teller right and i was like thank you yes that is the (laughs) vaguest fortune telling i've ever heard (laughs) something seems to be Changing. Changing, like I'm gonna use duh. that when I do tarot readings. <laughs> hmm. To be at a, a crossroads. <laughs> there seems to be a potential for change here. I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe you'll take it. Maybe you won't. <laughs> um, I just want to acknowledge. So then they ride to school, and Edward talks about Emmett and Rosalie. Just like oh staring God. into uh, each other's eyes, just like with such awe that they found each other. And yeah. I was like, that's disgusting. It's, I wrote, is this for real? I was like, this is lot. so stupid. They just sit in the nasty. back of the car and gaze into each other's eyes. Like, look, no, people this is who are real. very in love, sure. Sometimes there are times in their lives when they sit and gaze into each other's eyes. Is it in the car on the ride oh, wait, to school with all of their siblings around them? No. This is no. lazy writing. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, okay, then we get to uh, Bella staring at her tires emotionally. Yeah! <laughs> this was my worst sentence of the entire book, as I described in our collaboration episode. I feel Would you the like need. to yes. reiterate for those who haven't listened to it. Yes. Okay. So Edward is uh, staring at Bella, you know, because he can't take his eyes off her, can't stop thinking about her. Bella doesn't know that he's around yet, so she's, like, oblivious, but she's getting out of her car, and readers will remember that this is a scene where Bella realizes that Charlie had put chains on her tires so that she would be safer driving to school, and in Twilight, Bella's like, aw, 
Charlie, dad, as you know, is as as makes sense. But um, in Edward's perspective, this is what this is what we get of this moment. Uh, she paused there, staring down with a strange expression on her face. It was tender, as if something about the tire was making her dot 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 emotional. <laughs> so that was two ellipses and two sentences. <laughs> It's like such an unnecessary addition because like we know what this moment is. We don't need Edward thinking that Bella has become emotional about a goddamn tire. Like, I don't understand why that was necessary, but it was hilarious and that's my worst sentence in the whole book. It is really, again the kind of thing where she's writing off of her old script and it makes right. the script awkward. I'm like, we know what we know what's going on here. We don't need the play-by-play so of what Edward is thinking. Well, she's using it for like the dramatic irony of like, oh well, the reader knows that it's because Charlie put the t- tires right. on, but then like he just seems kind of oblivious. But like, but like he, they keep going with it, and she's like, the tires making her emotional. emotional. <laughs> like, no, you imagining easy. Bella. Like, oh my god, I just like love rubber. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, why would Edward in any universe be like, it's the tire that's (laughs) making her emotional? Like, no, obviously it's something else. Right? Dummy. Like, I can't. I can't. I have a good sentence after that, that, which perhaps I will even choose as my best. The very next line is, again, the curiosity ached like a thirst. And I was like... You know what? This is great because he's a vampire. (laughs) So the thirst is a big part of his life. And, you know, the thirst is the drive to live. And I was Mm -hmm. like, ooh, the curiosity is as powerful as his... It's not bloodlust this time. It's curiosity. Wow. Yeah, I was like, that's so... That's good. Right after that, there's something (laughs) that I find really confusing and dumb, which is that um, Alice suddenly sees what's going to happen oh my god because because tyler crowley had chosen to take the turn into the parking lot at an injudicious speed that i'm quoting from this it's not me just using the word injudicious for no reason Uh but stephanie using the word this choice would send him skidding across a patch of ice listen if this is how it works she can't see anything useful at any time this is a physical accident like right. nothing about Tyler Crowley's he day has changed decide. in between when he started driving right. until he quote unquote chose to take this turn right. too fast. He's just living his life the way he was always going to live his life. And if exactly. Alice can't see ahead of time in the morning that this accident is going to happen, I don't understand how she but ever she's useless. anything. She's useless. And I know I've said it a hundred times and I'm gonna continue saying it every time <laughs> because it really annoys me. I also reject the idea that Tyler made a choice. You know, he was just, he's just, he's just driving. driving it. Right. He's just driving. Yeah. And like, sure. If if this were a criminal trial, um, our previous listener, please, please write in if you have any <laughs> thoughts on on the criminal trial aspect of this. But if this were a criminal trial, like, sure, you could be like, well, Tyler was being irresponsible by going that fast. Like, that's the like choice. No control right. over how fast but he he's going. S- suddenly decide in that moment to be irresponsible. I'm going to go this fast, taking right. this turn, and I might yeah. have chosen differently based on some other thing happening. Like, yes. it just. It doesn't make sense. I was like, she, but like the thing is also is I feel like Stephanie didn't have to like I don't know specify that he had chosen in that moment. Like if you had just left it as like oh suddenly Alice just saw this vision, I would have bought that. Like uh-huh. okay, yeah, you don't control when she you had know, you pay attention to shit or right, right, you're not noticing or when things just pop up. But like like no, we had to say Tyler probably chose to drive to drive too fast injudiciously. <laughs> She really opens the window for our criticism. Yeah, it's just not necessary. Like, you could just leave it out and I would be fine. Mm -hmm. So something that struck me about this next passage, which is the save, is that when we read this in Twilight, we were like, this was so exciting. 
so exciting. Like, this was so tense. It was like an action movie, the way everything was in slow motion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And reading it from Edward's perspective is definitely, like, a lot more interesting than reading Edward in the cafeteria. (laughs) But I felt like it lacked, like, the hook. Right. That this chapter in Twilight gives you. An explanation of what happened and not, I don't know, like a series of events that you were just using. Yeah, we get that like cinematic aspect to it. I think it's because he experiences everything beat by beat. Where like Bella can't see everything happening at once because she's a normal human being. And since he can track every single piece of this in chronological order, it makes it like narratively less... I did have a piece of research that I did in this section, <gasps> um, which is, you know, obviously we have to once again bring up that um, Bella didn't see Edward because no human eyes could have followed his flight. <laughs> just once again stated for us, like, okay, yeah, we got it. He's how really fast. fast. He's but, but right, but I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to Google how fast he's going. Guess what? Lots of people have asked how fast do you have to go to be invisible, mm. basically. <laughs> Um, and it's specifically 38,146 miles per hour (laughs) or, um, about 11 miles a second. Okay. No, vampires are overpowered. This is ridiculous. (laughs) That makes sense because doesn't he like run across town to her house at one point in like several moments? But like 11 miles a second, there's no way your car goes that fast, but they still choose to take car travel sometimes. Yeah, like at that point they should, like Alice should have carried Bella to Volterra. Yeah, and run over the water. Especially if you can be invisible. Like the reason they don't do it is because it's, too conspicuous right. but if you but can literally be invisible then just do invisible it invisible to the human eye. i mean so I was like, do great. you think that bella would die if edward was Ooh. carrying her and ran that fast because i feel like probably like, like what's one g gear like but, i feel like glasses? probably not because that sounds really fast you I don't mean, yeah. die in a plane yeah but, but plane- you have a you have a, a case around yeah you. and like they pressurize well i guess that's yeah, more it's of like height a pressurized yeah, it's a height but Melissa's right that you're not exposed at all to the speed. I don't know. Put a, put a big sweater on it. Okay, that'll be my next Google. I'm sure someone has asked it. I'm going to ask how fast is 1G? There is definitely that, like, theoretical roller coaster that kills you. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think the point of that, like, the reason that roller coaster in theory would work is not the speed, but because, like, you go up really high and then you come down really fast, fast. while like twisting Spinning. and like yeah, I guess you like pull all those G's. Wow. I'm Googling like um, more than an astronaut. What? I don't really cause like so the answer was thirty-eight thousand miles per hour, but like I have no concept of how far thirty-eight thousand miles is. Um like, if a vampire were to just straight run, they could go 38,000 miles in an hour. Like, I don't... Isn't the country, like, 6,000 miles? Like, the U.S., coast to coast? The circumference of the Earth is 24,900 miles. <laughs> so yeah, we okay. could go around the Earth <laughs> and in an hour. Less, yeah. That doesn't... It doesn't track whatsoever. Because <laughs> later <laughs> in this very book... Later in this very book, when they're hunting James... They're like, True. and then we went from this lake to this lake, right? In about this time, right? Right. Like, but like, doesn't add up. In order to be invisible, doesn't add up. Invisible. Doesn't I don't. I guess. What's your definition of invisible? Like, does a blur count? I was gonna say what he says is no human eyes could have followed my flight. So I guess he's maybe not. 100% right. invisible. He's just like moving so fast that you would be confused and like right. Like also there. if you saw a really fast blur that doesn't mean that. You'd be like what the fuck was that? Yeah you'd be like okay well I'm not computing what that is. It's, so it's also reject it. Yeah. Right. You know what so, as we keep reading we are definitely going to find a moment where he's like I ran so fast I'd be invisible to any frail mortal eyes and then we're gonna be like well Well, we discussed what he meant by followed my flight but here it is (laughs) (laughs) so 
I feel like we've blown the lid wide open on that and move on <laughs> because Edward saves Bella, which TBH, it is a miracle that he did not kill her. In yes. He like grabs her too. at speed, is swinging her body around like if a you're rag right. grabbing her. He is just as hard. Wait, oh my God. I know. He is just she as hard died. as a car. So yeah. if he's going even faster than the car, He's How going he way faster than the car. He's going so much faster than the car. <laughs> like, and he doesn't describe any, like, cushioning action that he's taking. There's no, no like, rolling. There's no, like, catching and rolling. Like, the concrete. that would work. No. But he just, just catches her. But he's going fact, faster than the van, and he would probably describe himself as even harder than a van. Yep. In fact, he says that he's moving with too much urgency to be as gentle as she would need me to be. So, girlfriend's already done for. She should be dead. She should have, she should have like, exploded on contact with the concrete, honestly. Yeah. Like a a fly in a windshield. Uh, Then he says, when I heard her head thump against the ice, it felt as though I had turned to ice, too. It's like, yeah, you talk about you being like ice all the time. (laughs) This isn't new, Edward. Uh, Then he's so upset about it. That he says a word that he never said in the presence of a lady. I'm sorry, he didn't say that word. It just slid between his clenched. What word word do you guys think it was? (laughs) Here's the thing. I want it to be fuck, but I think that. No, I don't think. I don't think he's edgy enough for fuck. Well, also just because of like the timing of his life. Like I don't. Right. I don't think like when he when the brain. I feel like, you know, there's something very like physical to swears and like what swear you go to and Holy so cow. i wonder if the swears that solidified in his like little 17 year old brain are like the swears that he I would still go to cow. in something like this he goes straight past crow and he just says holy cow <laughs> 1920s swear words uh bah humbug these don't sound bad this just sounds like slang beef a problem or complaint we still say that yeah bah humbug has to be one okay i'm on an rpg site uh where someone has posted on this forum help me with 1920s to 30s era swear words Um, has to be god related have you ever seen those comic strips man i think this is real i don't think this is the internet lying to me of like old superman comics where he'll say something like, give me the straight dick. And that was like a real phrase for like, tell the truth to me. <laughs> Let's bring that back. <laughs> it sounds like they actually might have had fuck back then. Nice. Yeah. Um, it is a very old word. We did this, um, I took a linguistics class called the history of the English language. Um, in which we did a project where we had to pick one word and trace it back to. I'm sure everyone chose fuck. Who chose penis? Picked, a lot of people picked fuck. Who chose poop? I don't know. <laughs> I picked pool um, in its like slang meaning, which obviously goes back to the word for cold, like way back in the old English I'm so situation. Chilly. Um, and cool as in cool goes back to jazz era cool cats yep i call people cool cats well black people we come up with everything good come up with literally everything and then we steal it all that's right (laughs) um i think the word was like golly (laughs) (laughs) golly golly god and him saying golly uh so then they're like you know in between the two cars and Edward is like looking at her to make sure that she's okay but also like trying to convince her that she needs to lie on his behalf because he fails very quickly at convincing her that he was right next to her because she knows that he wasn't looked at him and because they're so hyper aware of each other the tension Ooh, they want to kiss so bad they want to kiss so bad (laughs) um Okay, so we get some pretty good vibes, middle of page 60. 
please, Bella, I said, and my voice was too intense because I suddenly wanted her trust, wanted it badly, and not just in regard to this accident, a stupid desire. What sense would it make for her to trust me? I was like, ooh, yeah, we're, we're getting the them. angst. It's coming yeah, in. Yes. But I do love that. I'm like, yay. I love that you care, even if you don't know why you're caring. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's true. I was so distracted by the gaslighting vibes that I couldn't enjoy as much. Oh, as the gaslighting is, and on this side, it's even worse. You're like, It's worse oh. from this side. Like, because he knows to he's explain, doing it. Right? To explain why you're gaslighting someone is just not particularly oh. fun to read. No. I knew from experience that if I was very confident as I lied, it made it, it made any questioner less sure of the truth. Like, yeah, that's, well, that's what gaslighting is. I'm kind of not that bothered by it. (laughs) (laughs) Because in the same way that we're like, well, you are a vampire. You do have to kill to survive. He doesn't have to lie. You do have to gaslight. Is just like part of his survival. That's true. Like, very true. If after this, he had been like, yeah, actually, I, I don't want to lie to you. I did this because I'm a vampire. <laughs> he could not later go to the Volturi and win that capital right. trial. Right. Because he would have revealed it instead of her figuring it out. I so it's just point, like the Maya. way he does it, but he does, he does feel bad about it. I guess right, he feels I think bad it, about it. Right. I just feel like it's just not fun to read. It's not fun to read. Right. right. I don't right. know. If they, I don't think I don't know if it could have been done any differently. Like right. Stephanie might have been in a bind here, but like, yeah, yeah I don't want to read about someone knowledgeably gaslighting someone. Like, no thanks. I don't know. That part doesn't bother me as much, but like I said, I get why he has to. I was able to to key into the angst and the romantic yearning very Love easily, it. which probably helped me smooth over a lot of the problems (laughs) then Um, he fixes the dent in the car with the back of his foot don't understand don't get how that happened and emmett like thinks to him like i'll i'll make i'll make sure you got the rest bro (laughs) thanks bro emmett is a real one this is interesting we get like the emts and at bella like didn't really tell us anything about like the first responders but Edward, like, knows who they are and is, like, reading their minds to make sure that they don't suspect anything. And that was, like, kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I would understand now the constant vigilance that you would have to right. endure as someone who could read minds and also keep a very big secret. Right. You'd be checking all the time. Right. Yeah. Is anyone even remotely suspicious? Then we get one of my favorite parts of the whole book. Charlie shows up. <laughs> Uh, New information. Edward is like, oh, Charlie's worry was beyond words. And very quickly. Wait, can uh, I also pose something? Like, that felt like a very Jasper type of power. Like, does, I mean, we're going to, I guess we'll get into it more when we get about Charlie's thoughts. But like, that didn't make any sense. His thoughts were past words. But yeah, it's true. If his thoughts aren't in word form, then really Edward is reading the tenor of his thoughts. Emotions. The emotion. Right. Exactly. Anyway. Difference between thoughts and emotion. Uh, So then Charlie speaks words, and Edward's like, oh, so like his thoughts are not beyond words because he's speaking words. (laughs) Edward says, I'd always taken him for a man of slow thought. Oh, now I realized that I was the one who was slow. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this whole time, he was just like, oh, yeah, Charlie Spawn. He's just stupid. <laughs> nice guy. Very dumb. But, like, you have, what? like, he's acting as if this is the first time he's ever known Charlie to speak words. And, like, that cannot possibly be true. <laughs> Otherwise, why would he have, like, any opinion of Charlie? Like, he's just never, I guess he's just never thought of it, thought about it that hard. We also talked about this in one of our uh, recap episodes that I found this very relatable at first. I was like, oh, Charlie doesn't think in words. Right. This feels more like how I thought mind reading was going to be like. You just get, like, impressions of things and, like, sometimes people think words and sometimes they don't. 
but it turns out that like Charlie is the only weird one and he's like a partial shield and this is why Bella is the way that she is right and I was like oh no it turns out everyone thinks the same way except Except for Charlie which is also interesting because to me that indicates how Stephanie thinks right yeah Stephanie is a full word thinker otherwise why would she write all these people thinking in in census (laughs) right which is also how I think which I definitely sometimes think in full sentences, but I don't think it's all the right, time. We've talked about this. I think we think I think we're full sentence thinkers because we're readers, readers. and word people generally. Like we, I think we might have like trained ourselves to be that way just from like reading at a really young age. Thinkers. It's very possible. So interesting. I'm also annoyed that this has never come up. Like Edward has never ever mentioned this. Like he's. Bella knows that she's a shield and she doesn't understand it either. And it's mystery about herself later on. And he's never like, oh yeah, Charlie's like kind of sort of what you are, but like not as much as you. He's never mentioned it. No, because this is something Stephanie just came up with. (laughs) Not even when Bella's like, why do you think that is? And he's like, I don't know, you know, maybe you're on AM and I'm only getting FM. (laughs) Like that would have been a great time to say, Charlie is also sort of on FM. some different (laughs) station as well. (laughs) oh well but i just realized that actually we do see like alice thinking not in words like just showing visions images some people do sometimes think in images it seems like fair shot there um so let's go ahead there in the hospital he talks to carlisle he's waiting to see if bella's gonna be fine um, and he's like listening through people's minds to what's going on in the room. And he hears Bella say, Edward pulled me out of the way. I'd never heard her speak my name before. I liked the way it sounded, <laughs> even just hearing it through Tyler's thoughts. I wanted to hear it for myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, <sighs> mm-hmm. that's a real thing. You are so into her and you don't even know. Doesn't even know it. But like, and then later on. Tyler is thinking how he should ask her out and he gets all like upset and he's like it doesn't matter that Tyler thinks she's pretty anyone would notice that there's no reason for me to feel how did I feel annoyed or was angry closer to the truth that made no sense at all it's like boy wake up also you didn't notice that she was pretty (laughs) yeah you were like you said she was unremarkable unremarkable human girl um, I do want to talk about how in like high school, like I got, I would get all giddy when like some boy like used my name. Said your name. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why using someone's name and saying their name is just like, you're like, oh yeah, you just said it. You know who I am. You think about me. You're talking right. about me. Right. It's just, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I feel in the movie when they say the name of the movie. I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> Names have power. It's true. Well, you know how Stephanie Meyer got the title for Twilight. They had been going back and forth on titles for a long time, and her editor sent her a list of words of power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's powerful stuff. Um, this is also a section, though, like when uh, Edward realizes he's getting like mad at Tyler. Anyway. Um, there was no reason for me to feel dot, dot, dot. How did I feel? And I was like, thank you, Edward. This is like the first time when you're like, wait a second. How am I feeling? Instead of just letting all these crazy feelings just like bombard you and then you react to them and you just like, I'm just going to live in ignorance. Here, here. He's like, wait. He doesn't know what it is. Let me think. Like, what am I feeling? And yeah, he doesn't come up with a good answer, but this is the first time where he's like questioning and questioning it. On the next page, page 66, right after Carlisle has looked at Bella's x-rays and been like, ha ha ha, she's been so hurt so many times. Um, Edward is like looking at Bella and he says, this was the last time I would see her. The fact triggered an acute aching in my chest. Was it because I hated to leave any puzzle unsolved? That did not seem enough of an explanation. And it's like, wow, Correct. you are truly oblivious. Yes. Truly. You have no idea what's going on. Does not know. Um, 
Okay, but I also do want to go back to Carlisle's dad joke moment. Because it's just so explicitly, like, this is literally what he's thinking inside his brain in full sentences. Is look at all the healed contusions. How many times did her mother drop her? Carlisle laughed to himself at his joke. Like, he's laughing to himself in his head. (laughs) Not a funny joke. (laughs) And it's such a dad joke. Uh, I don't know. I just loved this little tidbit about Carlisle, because even though he's a sexiest 300-year-old vampire, (laughs) he's still coming strong with the dad jokes and finding himself hilarious. You can take the vampire out of a dad, but you can't take the dad out of a vampire. Um, Bella is getting up to leave and she stumbles and Carlisle, like, steadies her. Again, the envy flooded through me. (laughs) Oh, you want to kiss her so bad. (laughs) Oh, you're so obsessed. But he's also so convinced that, like, this is the last time he's going to see her. He's being all dramatic and, like, this is where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. This This is is where it starts. (laughs) This is good stuff. I'm going to leave. This is going to be the last moment. Make her believe that this is awful, et cetera, et cetera. And it continues for the rest of the book. Here it is right here. They're in the hallway and there's like all this tension between them because they're mad at each other. Mm, Love it. Um, (laughs) And Edward's like, nobody will believe that, you know, because Bella has just said like, you like picked up a car and moved it off me. And he's like, "Mm, are you sure? No one's going to believe that. And then she's like, look, I'm not going to tell anybody. I just want to know. And he's like, she meant it. I could see that in her eyes. Even furious and betrayed, she would keep my secret. Why? The answer is, ooh, she wants to kiss me. <laughs> so oh, they don't even know that they know, but we know, know that, that we know. know. Oh, that's oh, so good. Just delightful. And she's like, and then, why even bother? Right at the end. Why did you even bother? Mm. He's caught off guard, unprepared to answer. He doesn't know what the answer but is. Edward's never himself. unprepared. He was this time. And this one time he told the truth. I don't know. The end. <sighs> and then he memorized her face. I that was a moment that really sucked. Really, okay. the recap of this chapter could be it's the van chapter from twilight yes Yes. pretty much it the van chapter oh best worst every time i almost forget i think i'm prepared this time i have my best same i do have my best too already but not my my best my best is this one this is when we're in the middle of the van situation like truly in the middle of it and like things just keep Mm -hmm. going wrong he goes Oh, for the love of all that was holy, would the catastrophes never end? And something about the ital on love and all and holy was like genuinely funny to yes. me. That was also one of my contenders for best sentence. <laughs> That's a really good one. Just a good one. Let's see. Um, okay, well, I have my best sentence, which is um from Alice, you know, when Alice and Edward are discussing slash thinking about that Edward's gonna leave again um Alice thinks or I know Edward is like okay yes but I have to do what's right and he means leaving and Alice says there are many right ways and many wrong ways though aren't there Mm. and I was just like yeah that's such a good point there's so many right ways like we always think so like okay this is the right thing to do there are many right things to do you know what Edward you should you should be able to know that when you have your sister who reads minds constantly and sees every outcome of every decision ever. You're right. That's really deep. I'm surprised that I'm struggling to pick a worst. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that that reflects well on the chapter. You know, it's not that I have so many to choose from and can't choose. It's that I'm like, well, for the most part, I felt good about all this. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to pick a worst sentence I'm going to pick a worst concept, which is that... <laughs> I do that all the time. In, in this chapter, we see Edward and Carlisle, Edward and Alice, and then Edward and Carlisle again 
have conversations where one person is thinking instead of talking and it's like why they this is a thing throughout where they go back between thinking and talking though i hate it i think that this would make more sense if people didn't think through their exact full sentences word for word in their heads right because when they do that it's the amount same amount of time if i could think a concept at you it would be a faster conversation right right but if i'm going to think through all the words anyways then there's no reason to do it right but like literally on page 51 carlisle thinks both full sentences and says full sentences back and forth and edward of course speaks to them all himself and i'm like this is so unnecessary like too much it is too much just okay Mine is also a concept that I find sort of silly. Thanks so much, I whispered back, quick and quiet. Neither human heard me. He's standing right in front of them, and then, like, how do you talk that quiet? And, like... Let's Google it. <laughs> like, does it just sound like a little hiss? Like, or like maybe his whisper is so high-pitched. <laughs> that would be so much funnier. If it was like they could talk as high or low-pitched as pos- as they want, and then humans don't hear them that would be so much funny just dogs just like too quiet doesn't i don't know that doesn't make any sense because then you're just like not talking and and carlisle like comments on his sarcasm like this is a sarcastic thing so much but like how are you sarcastic in a whisper that's so quiet that you can barely hear it right if you're whispering so quiet no one can hear it then some would argue you're not making any noise how can you intone any i mean i get it it's like they're vampires, so their abilities are beyond, like, what right. we could really conceive Larger of. range. It's just, I already get it. They're <laughs> vampires. They're special. They have abilities. I don't need, like, five times a page to be reminded that, like, I was too fast to see because I'm a vampire. I spoke too fast and too high or low or quiet or whatever for any human to hear. Just like, look, I get it. Right, you don't need to explain it to us anymore. Like, we get it. They're special. And like, I want them to act special because it's not interesting if they don't act special. I just, You just don't need to spend the book convincing me Mm -hmm. that their abilities are beyond. Right human human things like just 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 give me the unbelievable things and i will believe them because i know they're special right right yeah so my best is going to be kind of mid bottom of page 58 edward has just saved bella's life bella's like i'm okay so now edward knows she's alive he says relief so exquisite it was nearly pain washed through me at the sound of her voice and i was like ooh relief so exquisite it was nearly pain oh oh interesting yummy i love it i like it is that all of us i think so that brings us to a very special announcement we have great news for our listeners. We've decided to revamp, you guys. if you will, our <laughs> Patreon tiers oh, well. to bring all of you better prices. Um, and all of our same perks are available for more fun prices. Cheaper. Yeah. yeah. For less. So head on over to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. You know what? And let's let's tell them what they can get. Yeah, run them down. What do we got, Maya? All right. <laughs> Membership level number one. Welcome to Forks. For a mere $2 a month. You can express your love for us. Yeah, you can <laughs> express your love for us. You don't get anything for that one. You get a um, shout out in every single episode. Yeah, oh, and yeah. sometimes we send, like, special things to our patrons just as surprises. And so you'll be included in that, that so we in. can't tell you what it is. We also it's might, nice. we're thinking that we will do some Patreon get-togethers, virtual something or others. We haven't really formulated this yet. Um, maybe we'll do some tarot readings. And we're thinking that we will open that up to all of our patrons. So yeah, so that would be you. Some of you guys are really cool, and I would like to hang out with you. Yeah. So um, if you want us to read your tarot cards... Just sign up for that level, and when we have our tarot reading hangs, which will happen, um, you you know you'll you'll get yeah, the invite. But also, you could get other cool things. 
Yeah, in fact, you will. For sure. We just don't, we can't tell you what what they are yet. (laughs) No, I just mean, or just sign up for our other tiers, which are even better anyways. Oh, Oh, yeah, where you actually get stuff. For $5 a month, you can join the Khaki Colored Skirt Club, and (laughs) you will always know that it was khaki colored, not khaki. You're going to have that knowledge. You are going to get an exclusive Twilight Face sticker. They're cool. Uh, I love your stickers. I'm like, I'm holding them in our hands. They're amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. Show how much you love us in your day-to-day lives. Yeah. We know you're not going anywhere, but show it around your house. (laughs) And you also get margin notes at that tier. So for every single chapter we write in our books... Or yeah. I like took notes on New Moon in ebook form and it was Ew. terrible. And I like, <laughs> Kobo fine. doesn't let you move things around. So I had to um. screenshot like my notes separately from the text. Anyway, you learned irritating. from that process. But I learned from that process. Yeah, y'all, we write a shit ton of shit in our books. We can't get to everything on every episode. No. I definitely have margin notes that we don't get. To. Yeah. Yeah. A little so. extra thoughts. Yeah. You should. You should definitely check those out because I actually think they're, you know, funny and interesting. Some of them are pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, And finally, for $10 a month, you can be invited to Bella and Edward's wedding. Now, as we know, Bella and Edward's wedding is a social event of the season. Of the century. We're not throwing a wedding, though. No, we're not. Instead, we make... A bonus episode every <laughs> single month and they've been very fun to make and we're talking about really random great stuff we talked about uh twilight moms yeah we, we did i liked that one <laughs> that was a good episode <laughs> we talked a lot more about the hades and persephone myth uh, which was surprisingly interesting i didn't know how that was gonna go but that one was yeah. my idea mm-hmm. so i resent that but i think it went <laughs> and uh in general we like bullshit a lot because it's a yeah. bonus episode. Yeah. I highly recommend that myself. Sometimes we offer like advice on like writing or publishing. Oh yeah, we can talk about whatever. Also, just tell us what you want us to talk about and we'll Truly. probably just talk about it. Yeah. Um, I've been reading the guide and I really want to start doing bonus episodes based on what I've been learning in the guide. That's I a got idea. a lot of fascinating stuff about Bella non-patron listeners this is going to be you know what a sneak peek of an upcoming bonus episode guess what renee's middle name is higginbotham what higginbotham i learned that from the guide is that how we talk about it so if you want to hear that pay 10 bucks a month disgusting um and then we have a basically fake tier um <laughs> mentioning but if anyone buys it it's real to <laughs> it'll us. be real if you actually buy it we just don't think will really it. be charged <laughs> yeah you will pay real money if you actually buy this <laughs> is this the hundred dollar one yes <laughs> it's dr cullen is that you for a hundred dollars a month you can be a guest on a mini-sode not even a full-length episode <laughs> well okay but a mini-sode would be better for guests because then we have more time to get into like our guests thoughts and feelings it's true because if we did a real episode we would also have to get to a whole chapter's worth of material and it would okay we make our own rules i mean we can do whatever we want if you come on a mini-sode we'll like actually talk to you and you will be like the star of the episode yeah for just a hundred dollars a hundred dollars which is a great deal (laughs) And we limited it five out of five as if there will be more than five. We were like, we got to limit, like, supply, you know. We can't just can't have just people have on so all the many time. people on the podcast. whole podcast. If anyone does this, um, please remember after you're charged to cancel it so that <laughs> you don't get charged an extra hundred episodes. Or if you would like, if, if you, you think that our to- content is yeah. worth a hundred dollars a month then continue then more power to you yeah if like Nate if you want to give us that much money i do love that for i you will support us. that yes <laughs> for sure but anyways the rest of you should sign up for regular tiers if you <laughs> so choose and if you want our really cool perks yeah 
that's and it. That's the like, announcement. Thoughts on other perks? Let us know. We don't we know what to do. Tell us. Yeah, we're but, just making this shit up. Yeah, truly. Yeah. What if there's something want? you want, I don't know what you want. This is literally what we thought you guys would want. <laughs> Melissa's you face right now is like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> like Edward, like, why are you mad? I saved, I saved your life. Melissa's interrogating every listener with her face and they can't see it but I want them to know what do you want from us (laughs) all right that's the episode I had fun yeah Yeah, I did too thanks for potting with me friends so as aforementioned our patreon is patreon.com slash twilight phase podcast thanks to our current patrons Jillian, Melina, Bridget, Eric, and Samantha for your support Email us as usual with questions and comments at twilightphasepodcast@gmail.com. You can all follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Why aren't you following us? Yeah, <laughs> follow yeah. us. Go where we go. Where you disclaimer: lead. We own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by somebody. Cover image somebody. by Laura Sherman. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. Also, go vote. Go, go vote. vote. It's important. Do you remember who this podcast officially endorses? It's Biden. Biden. Do you want to know why? We sure. want futures. <laughs> I love that. And I mean, humanity. Can we say don't I, vote if you're not going to vote for Biden? Are we allowed no, to say that? It's we our podcast. Yes, of course we can. Okay, well, you guys can say that. <laughs> We're not government <laughs> officials. Yeah. yeah. Vote for other things on your. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of things to vote for. There's other besides so the much of your day to day life is dictated by like your local government. Yes. Yeah. So go vote for them. Go yeah. go participate in your local government, y'all. Or yeah. Vote, vote for Biden. Biden. I don't know. Oh yeah. Also vote for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> also vote for Biden. Yeah. Um. How does it end again? <laughs> we'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can fight it me. <laughs> oh, shit! La, la, la. For a second, I couldn't find the recording button. I was like, oh no, what if we didn't record? <laughs>